Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Joining me for today's Song of the Soul is Anna Fritz. It's hard to know what attribute of Anna's character is most important or most central in understanding her, that she's an artist or that she's an activist. Maybe that she comes from and deeply appreciates her roots and family, or that she's found a real fit in the culture of Portland, Oregon. Her love of many types of music is deep, and the cello is her instrument of choice, strongly featured on her CD, Wake, which you can find at annafritz.com. Anna, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Mark. You're talking to me from your home office, aren't you? I am, yes, in Portland, Oregon. I have my day job. I do some work in the advertising industry, but my music is ranging from working as a solo artist to also playing in backup bands for other singer-songwriters, and I also play with the Portland Cello Project, which is a new group that is about 15 cellists from around the Portland area who are getting together to do a variety of things from classical compositions to hip-hop to jazz to backing up singer-songwriters and indie rock musicians in Portland. It's a pretty exciting project. So I do work to support all of those different projects as well as actually writing and arranging and playing and performing. 
How young were you, Anna, when you started playing cello? Well, I actually started on violin when I was four, <laughs> and I did switch to cello when I was only six. Started out with Suzuki method and then studied classical music until the time I was about 17 or 18, ending up with a professor of cello at UW-Madison. So do you still play violin or other instruments? Cello is where it's at for me. Um, I don't. I haven't played the violin since I was a tiny kid. I do play a little bit of guitar, and I sing, and I write songs, but my real voice comes through in, in the cello. Doesn't being a cellist make it a little bit more difficult for you, because don't you have to have like a full tour bus to take it anywhere? <laughs> well, I actually have not done a whole lot of touring yet. I did do a tour with an indie rock band that I played with about five years ago, and we flew, actually. <laughs> it's a process. In order to fly with a cello, you have to buy a separate plane ticket for it, <laughs> and it has, you know, has to be strapped in with a special seatbelt and everything. It's a little bit of an ordeal. Anna, can you tell me a little bit about the history of your soul, especially in regard to music? I've been thinking about this when you asked me to do this program, and it's an interesting angle to come to my musical history because I'm used to talking about my influences as a musician and, you know, who I listened to as a kid and, and growing up, and, but I'm not so accustomed to talking about my inner spiritual life in connection with music. And so it's been really wonderful to think about that. I'm realizing that one of the big things for me was as a child, I went to Camp Woodbrook, a Quaker camp in western Wisconsin. One of the things that was really big there was we sang a lot, and we sang outside in the woods together. <laughs> and I think that was really formative for me, connecting with other people through song and doing it in the natural world. And that was really a form of prayer for me as a young child. I may not have given it that name at that time, but I think it really was. And actually, there's a song from that time of my life, and I didn't send it to you because I can't, <laughs> because it's, as far as I know, it hasn't been recorded, but it's a song that we used to sing. We would have meeting for worship every morning in the glens, and as we would leave that circle after worship, there was a song that we would sing, and can I sing it for you? That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> okay. It goes like this. As we leave this friendly place, love give light to every face. And the kindness that we learn stay with us till we return. <laughs> That was the song that we would sing as we were leaving Meeting for Worship, and that is a song that still comes to me any time I'm feeling thankful for a place, whether it's a physical place on the earth or whether it's a space that's created by a group of people worshiping together or playing together or creating together. It comes up in, in my head a lot. What age were you when you're talking about being at Camp Woodbrook? I'm not certain. I think I attended when I was like eight, 
nine, ten as a camper, and then I went back as a helper when I was 15. It was a really important, special place for me as a kid. When is it that you and your family started connecting with going to Quaker meeting? Well, I was actually, when I was a a tiny kid, we were going to a Unitarian church. And then I think I was eight years old or so. So around the time I started going to Camp Woodbrook, I think, was when my mom started attending the Milwaukee Monthly Meeting. Basically, from that time on, I've been really deeply involved in the Quaker community, both in Milwaukee and then also going to Friends General Conference and being part of that community on a national level. Well, I hope my listeners have a bit of an idea of who you are, where you came from, but I think we better jump into the music kind of quick so that we can hear all that you selected. So, Anna, what's the first song that you picked as part of your Song of the Soul? Well, the first song I chose is a song by the Grateful Dead, which was a really big influence for me when I was a child. It's a song called Dark Star. It's a really jammy live version of it. The Grateful Dead were probably one of my first big musical influences in my life because my family was really into them and we went to a lot of shows. I think a big thing about them was that it was my first experience of music as a spiritual practice because I saw that band. I mean, there's so much improvisation in their live performance. And I I remember hearing something that Mickey Hart, one of their drummers, said about the faith of just showing up, that sometimes the magic visits them and other nights it stays away and that all they can do as musicians is to show up and do the best job that they can and hope that the magic visits them. And that seemed like a very profound spiritual approach to have as a musician, and I felt that in the music. The name of the song that you picked out is Dark Star. And I know the song... And I know the lyrics to the song, but I don't think I know what it means. What does this song mean to you, Anna? Honestly, the lyrical content of a lot of Grateful Dead songs was less meaningful to me than the kind of trance effect of the music and the journey that you go on musically when you listen to it. There were some songs that the lyrics really did touch me, and this... Although it's very poetic, I haven't spent a lot of time contemplating the meaning of it. Instead, I'm really affected by the journey that the music takes me on. And it is quite a journey. Well, I think it's time to listen to it. The song is Dark Star, and it's by the Grateful Dead.
That was the Grateful Dead in their song Dark Star, and you're listening to Anna Fritz's Song of the Soul. So Anna, by the age of eight, you're a confirmed deadhead. What was going on for you personally in the musical scene at that age with the cello or whatever? Well, that's interesting because I kind of had this dual reality happening for me musically of being a little tiny deadhead and going to Grateful Dead shows and and listening to a lot of like 60s Bay Area psychedelic rock and roll and but then also learning to be a classical musician. <laughs> they are pretty they seem really disparate, but I also have spent a lot of time thinking about some of the similarities and I think I mean there were a lot of spiritual elements to studying classical music that were very much below the surface. They weren't things that were really talked about in the classroom, you know, in my private lessons or in orchestra rehearsals or anything. And so I experienced that, you know, even as a a fairly young person. I mean, I was playing very seriously by the time I was a young teenager. There were also a lot of moments playing with string quartets and playing with string orchestras and full orchestras, moments of real grace that I experienced where this group of anywhere from four people to like 70 people just really had all of their intention and their energy and this really focused intention coming all together at the same moment. It's a powerful experience, and that is transcendental. I mean, it's quite moving. Well, given the depth of your connection with classical music, Is there any classical piece that you want to share as part of your Song of the Soul? I do. There's a piece by Shostakovich. It's his eighth string quartet. It's a really incredible piece of music, and probably my favorite movement is the second, which is the Allegro Molto. And part of why I chose this piece, I mean, partly because it's just a very powerful, intense piece of music and touches me emotionally to listen to, But it was also learning a little bit about Shostakovich when I was a teenager was really a turning point for me because he was a 20th century Russian composer composing in a fascist state. And a lot of his music had very political underpinnings to it. And this movement in particular really seems to evoke the fear and anxiety of living as an oppressed people in a fascist state. It was really the first inkling that I had of the ability of instrumental music to be politically radical. I mean, this music at the same time is so emotionally evocative and really gets you in your gut, but is calling to light some very political issues. Thank you. 
That was the second movement, Allegro Molto, of the String Quartet in C minor by Dmitry Shostakovich. According to the score, it is dedicated to the victims of fascism and war. And surely living in Russia, including during World War II, he had plenty of opportunity to know a great deal about suffering, pain, and death. Which is also, to a significant degree, the subject of the next song that Anna Fritz has selected for her Song of the Soul. It's a song by Charlie King called Acceptable Risks, which does have the theme of war and death too, doesn't it, Anna? Yeah, definitely more music about war, <laughs> which I guess is is kind of a big theme. Acceptable Risks is still a song that, I mean, I still cry every time I listen to it. But listening to Charlie King, my mother was really a, a big fan of Charlie King and used to play his records when I was a kid. And at the time that I was listening to him, I was also being exposed to Pete Seeger and Holly Near and Woody Guthrie and Ronnie Gilbert and lots of people that were part of the folk tradition that often has as a big piece of it storytelling and telling of our history, but often with a really political message behind it. And I I think part of what was going on for me at this point is I was learning about that really magical combination of moving melodies, moving music, and compelling words that appeal to your sense of justice and integrity and humanity. You know, that also had a very spiritual connection to me because I feel like growing up as a Quaker, I feel like most of the Quaker testimonies really point us in the direction of justice and of caring for other people on this planet and the earth. And, you know, that's a very spiritual thing for me. And listening to these musicians taught me a lot about how to touch people in that way and to tell stories and to to open us up to be in a place to listen and receive things that we wouldn't necessarily be able to receive in a speech or in a letter. The song is still so compelling to me. It tells a really tragic story of our government exposing its own people to deadly radiation and telling us that it was safe and telling us that it was okay and then not acknowledging the damage and the havoc that it wreaked in people's lives. And it would be one thing if that was a closed chapter in our history, but that continues to happen to this day. And as I was listening to this song recently, it made me think so much. Those words of they're telling us it's safe and they're swearing that it's true. You know, I'm thinking about genetically engineered food and cellular telephones and the toxic way of life that we've created and that we're all pretending is okay. 20 years back out at Yucca Flats our trucks were winding down to the test inside they had a bomb out there I still see it clear it turned night to day Day to endless night Eleven hundred soldiers Easy duty combat pay Truck down to watch that fireball I still see it clear as day 
But it wasn't what they showed us It was what they didn't say And if I knew what I was getting into Nothing could have dragged me down To pay the price I've got to pay today Oh, they told me it was safe And they swore that it was true They said the risks are all acceptable Acceptable to who? They can't cover up the truth no more I feel it in my bones You can fool yourself with numbers But you pay the price Well, they marched us down, sat us on the ground, and I think they knew what they never said out loud. Our only shelter there was the desert air, with our hands on our faces, our backs to the deadly cloud. Then the world went white I swear I saw the bones In both my hands The ground was glowing Cherry red so hot We could not stand And something deep inside me Knew just what the army planned Cause that deadly time bomb Started clicking Deep within my bones It's ticking You hear that sound You're quick to understand But they told me it was safe And they swore that it was true They said the risks are all acceptable Acceptable to hold They can't cover up the truth no more I feel it in my bones You can fool yourself with numbers But you pay the price Twenty years passed This year's my last And I still can't quite believe Just what they did Twenty years passed slow And all I got to show Is a lousy pension For my widow and my kids So I thought you would hear this warning one who's been hit hard About their testing sites And their power plants With their fences and their guards Cause that time bomb It's a ticking still And it's right in your backyard And if you knew What you was getting into What it finally all comes down to Maybe you'll believe it When I'm dead Oh, they'll tell you that it's safe And they'll swear to you it's true They'll say the risks are all acceptable Acceptable, acceptable, acceptable To hold. They can't cover up the truth When it is burning in your bowl They can fool you with their numbers But You'll pay the price alone, alone, all 
That was Acceptable Risks, one of the fine songs by Charlie King. You know, Anna, one of the things I love about that song, and it's a ridiculous little thing to care about, but here's a folk musician who got the grammar right. He says, acceptable to whom? You just don't see that in the music world. (laughs) Anna, you're clearly very musically active. Are you also politically active? I have been throughout my life. I mean, I grew up in a family that was very politically active, a big part of the peace movement. Grew up going to meetings and mailings for different organizations and going to pickets and protests. So that was very much a part of my upbringing. And when I was a teenager, worked with Peace Action, worked on a number of different political campaigns and issues in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I grew up. Since then, I've been a part of some of the anti-globalization protests and those kinds of things, but I've really experienced a shift internally of trying, I've been examining what my contribution needs to be to helping to change the path of destruction that we're on have received a really clear leading that music needs to be a way that I help affect that kind of change. That's really reflected in the album that I recently released called Wake. I think we better hurry in that direction. So let's talk about the next song that you've picked for your Song of the Soul. As I'm sure you know, and many of our listeners may know, Quakers have this interesting balance of very inward and very outward activist-focused lives. And this next song has some wonderful words in it that seem very Quakerly. At one point they say, Be still, be still, be still. Tell me about your connection to this song. Yeah, and Sweet Honey and the Rock, who did this next song we're going to listen to, they are just such heroes to me. They're such powerful women And listening to their music really gives me a feeling of being part of a legacy of strong people working for change. But this song also is more uh, looking at the personal journey and inward struggle to stay grounded and to find support in doing that work. As you identify with their song, Anna, Are you also saying that you have to go through some of that struggle? Has it been a challenge, for instance, for you to find a good supportive community there in Portland? Portland has been very good to me, (laughs) Um, but I haven't been here for the last few years. I've actually been moving around a lot. I went out to Wisconsin to record my solo album a few years ago, And then when I came back to the West Coast, ended up living up in the coastal mountains and out on the coast, literally right on the Pacific Ocean. And although those were very beautiful places to live, I was very isolated. So I'm back in Portland now after a few years away and starting to rebuild a community for myself. And I think my time away out in the woods really illustrated to me how important it is to have a community of people that help you keep from going nuts (laughs) and help to affirm the truth of what you know is right, help to nurture and, and give strength to the really hard choices that you have to make in this world where 
living a righteous life means really swimming upstream against a very intense current. Yeah, and community can play a really important role in that. Well, let's talk about the song. The name is I Be Your Water. In this song, who do you think is the I of the song? I've listened to it a lot of different ways, actually. I think when I first heard it, when I was maybe 15 or 16, I thought of it as a semi-romantic song, which is probably how I thought about pretty much everything I heard at that point in my life. (laughs) And gradually it's changed. I don't know, the I Be Your Water, I think. I've also heard it in the sense of friends speaking to each other that I will nurture you and I will hold you up. And then I've also thought of it as spirit as well. The song is I Be Your Water, and the wonderful group we'll hear performing it is Sweet Honey in the Rock. Way before me. 
Those wonderful harmonies were done by Sweet Honey in the Rock, and the song was I Be Your Water. Uh, Anna, I think I'm picking up uh, Elements theme, the four elements, including the water back there, and you were swimming upstream, as you recall. And then the next song is Earth My Body. Why did you pick out this song for your song of the soul? Chanting has become a part of my musical and spiritual experience in the last handful of years. And I think for me it started with doing the Sweat Lodge at Friends General Conference with George Price. And that lodge that he used to do every year at Gathering, he did it with Quaker youth, trained with a couple of Native American elders for a number of years and was given permission to take that medicine, that ceremony, to Quaker youth and to adapt it and to have a Quaker sweat. And I participated in that for a number of years, and it was a very formative experience in my spiritual life as a young person. And one of the things that happens in the lodge, part of the prayer that happens, is a lot of chanting. And I think that was the first time that I experienced the more visceral, physical the kind of mind-altering experience that you can create through chant. And obviously that's something that's a part of a lot of different traditions around the world. So that was my first experience with that. And then I've connected with other people with more earth-centered spiritual traditions. So this song, Earth My Body, is a chant that I'm particularly fond of. This is a beautiful recording of it, I think, a a collaborative project of a number of different women. The song is Earth My Body. It's from the Circle of Women album produced by Alice DiMicelli. Water my blood, 
Circle of Women CD, that was Earth My Body. Anna, as I look over the list of songs that you selected, I'm catching different facets of your spiritual life. The communal music scene, the experience of losing yourself in music as a sacred releasing, activism and compassion as sacred work, and connection with the earth and elements, like in nature-based spirituality. So, when I look at the next song that you've picked, Everything is Free Now, I'm going to guess that it's about the spiritual value of freeing ourselves from our possessions. So, how'd I do? The song feels a little bit like the oddball for me <laughs> in this list, just because I guess I'm not sure that I would completely describe my relationship with the song as spiritual, but it is a song that has really moved me, particularly the lyrics are just pretty brilliant. I think a big part of this song for me is kind of addressing the issue of the artists and the musicians in our communities losing their place and not having a way to be cared for and supported by the larger community. It's an issue that I'm really grappling with right now, struggling as a musician who's putting so much of my time and energy and passion into creating good music and having to make a living at the same time. It's really a struggle. And Jillian Welsh talks about that in this song, Everything is Free Now. 
Well, let's listen to this next one in support for the arts, for the musicians of our community. It's called Everything is Free. It's by Jillian Welsh. Everything is free now That's what they say Everything I ever done Gonna give it away Someone hit the big score They figured it out That we're gonna do Even if it doesn't pay Someone hit the beat. 
figured it out And I'm gonna do it anyway Even if it doesn't pay That was Jillian Welsh, Everything is Free. And we're going to head straight into the last song in Anna Fritz's Song of the Soul because we're running out of time. This one is by Anna herself from her CD, Wake. Anna, tell me a little about your experience with creating Wake. Well, to be able to create this album was such a huge gift. I could not have done it without massive support from a lot of people. My partner at the time moved across the country with me so that I could work with the producer that I wanted to work with. My family gave me so much support, financial, emotional, and actually the packaging for the record, which is actually quite impressive, was only able to come about because my father is a fantastic photographer and is friends with a really great designer that helped with the layout. The album is really cello-centric, <laughs> which is kind of makes sense. Most of the songs are layers of different cello parts, and they all have singing on them. And the particular track that I wanted to share is called The Circle. And this piece was actually written in the studio and is kind of an examination of my own feelings of responsibility in the world, love for the world and for humanity, and seeing how my actions in my day-to-day life cause suffering all over the world. And it's being hidden from us. And so it's really looking at that issue of trying to take responsibility for that and trying to figure out how to live in a world where we're so lost inside of our technology, how distanced we are from the suffering caused by our day-to-day actions. The song has lots of powerful images in it. Palestinians forced by Israelis to cut down the olive trees, which have been their livelihood for generations. Death squads and disappeared people in Central America and the fact that our U.S. tax dollars, donated by each of us with relatively little consciousness, is what pays for a whole lot of the suffering. The song is by Anna Fritz, today's Song of the Soul guest, and it's called The Circle. My mother and my father were never disappeared I haven't lived a life that knows the depths of all your fears But I know the killings by the death squads that have made to waste your land Brought by American hands, American hands I never had to cut the olive trees that fed my family well My hands forced by the soldiers Under hatred's ugly spell But I know the theft of your land and homes Your 
daughters and your sons. It's done with American guns. American guns. I don't work for the Pentagon or build their dirty bombs. I'm not the one who pulls the trigger or burns the people's farms. But I know the biggest crimes committed are the things we buy each day. It's the money we pay, the money we pay. I haven't found the answer of how to live and breathe in this culture of oppression. Without serving global thieves, 'cause when we pay for our insurance and our gas and food and clothes, we give power to the men who will bring us to our end. There was a time when all people knew the ground under their feet. A time when work Circle was complete. When people only used what they needed to survive. Truly alive, truly alive. So I won't work in your factories or build your roads to hell. I will. Punch the time clock and pretend that all is well, because freedom is my birthright, just like every earthly thing. All these prisons will burn, and life will return. That was the circle by my guest Anna Fritz, and. In case our listeners are interested, I better mention that they could get a hold of your whole album at your webpage, annafritz dot com, and they could listen to more samples of your music at myspace dot com slash annafritz. And as always, I make it easy for folks to track down my guests' information by providing these links and more on my webpage, northernspiritradio dot org. Anna, just one more thing I wanted to ask you about your song, "The Circle," and that is, in the song, you paint a powerful and very distressing picture of some of the ways in which we're influencing the world. So I have to ask: Is there any possibility for us to undo that kind of harm? It's going to take really dramatic change in the way we live our daily lives, and that's why in that song I'm talking about. When we pay for our insurance and when we pay for our gas and our food and our clothes, those are all choices that we make every day, and we need to make sure that those choices are really reflecting the kind of world that we wish to live in. So, trying to buy food that is grown locally, or even better, growing your own food, and trying to find a way to meet your own needs within your community as close to home as possible. And not only is that a great political move and potentially a money-saving move, but 
it's also so spiritually gratifying because it requires us to develop relationships with the people around us and to share. I think that's some good guidance. Thanks for that. Well, Anna, I'm afraid it's time that we part. I loved catching up with you and hearing about some of the deep parts of your life and your soul. Thanks for sharing with me and with my listeners. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. That was celloist, singer-songwriter Anna Fritz, my guest for today's Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy.